time for Baseball with the Bard. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to episode 13 now of Baseball with the Bard. That's right, three weeks in a day. We have made it. <laughs> um, so, yes, thank you all for coming to, to watch Baseball with the Bard presented by Clovercrest Media. The playoffs are off and running. Um, the division series really only had one exciting series. The rest were kind of meh because they didn't end uh, with any sort of excitement. No game fives except for one. Um, so we'll get we'll get into that though. Um, but we do want to quickly uh, bring this up first. Noah, can you take over for a moment? Yes, absolutely. Uh, we want to take a moment to remember the late great Lady Ford, uh, who sadly uh, passed away this this last week. Um, he was born in 1928. Edward Charles Whitey Ford, nicknamed the chairman of the board, pitched for the New York Yankees from 1950 to 1967. He would take off of baseball to serve in the military between 1951 and 1952. So talk about a man who obviously wants to play America's pastime and also defend this nation. So much respect for Whitey. Yankees manager Aaron Boone told reporters that Ford passed away on October 8th while surrounded by his family watching the Yankees versus Rays playoff game number four of the American League Vision Series. He had quite the MLB career to say the least. He leads the Yankees franchise record in pitcher victories amounting to a record of 236 and 106 in a wow. career. That's amazing. Un- unbelievable. And that record is not even been close to touched to this day. In 1961, Ford won the Young Award after going 25-4 and four on the season. And that is the year the manager of the Yankees decided he was going to do away with the five-man rotation and to do a four-man rotation, giving Whitey this opportunity to amount 25 impressive victories. He is a 10-time All-Star. He would lead the Yankees to 11 American League pennants in 16 years, and he won more World Series games than any other pitcher in Major League Baseball history with six. Absolutely uh, impressive stat there. He would start game one of the World Series an astonishing eight times. He carries World Series victories, which is the most in MLB history, with an amazing 33. And... Uh, I'm sorry, 33 and a half consecutive World Series scoreless innings, which broke a record held by Big Ruth. He also still holds records for World Series starts with 22 innings pitched, 146 and strikeouts at 94. Ford would be inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame in 1974 alongside teammate Mickey Mantle. So talk about a ballot there, Tyler. I mean, to have yeah, Mickey Mantle. insane. With the names that you put this guy up next to. And, yeah. Oh, it's just, some of the stats you're reading. I'm just in awe. It's unbelievable. Hal Steinbrenner would describe, describe Whitey as a treasure and one of the greatest Yankees to ever wear the pinstripes. And we send our condolences to the Ford family during this tough time. And we are obviously here and opening up the show with remembering an absolute, not only Yankee, but baseball legend in the likes of Whitey Ford. Yeah, an absolute uh, massive loss uh, coming to the Yankees and baseball altogether. Uh, Whitey Ford, been legend in baseball, lived a very full life, um, and I am glad to see that he passed with family around him, doing the best thing he loved the most, watching Yankee baseball. Um, Whitey, it is uh, very sad to see you go, but we are uh, happy you lived such a full life. Um, baseball will surely miss you. Um, Noah, would you like to send in as a Yankee fan? 
You know, as a Yankee fan, it was tough to obviously get news that one of the players that has had so much history in your organization uh, has passed away. And when I heard that he passed away surrounded by family while watching game four of the American League Division Series, Yankees versus Rays, I just got chills thinking about how much his life was baseball. It's where literally on his deathbed, that was the one thing that he wanted to do. Yep. And that's watch the New York Yankees. So as a Yankees fan, you know, it was tough to, and obviously seeing that it was hard to hear about. Um, but, you know, it was one of those things to where baseball, you know, it's a lot of our lives and it's America's pastime and we love it, you know, and, and uh, it's a tough loss to the Yankee community for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well said, Noah. Uh, it was a nice little tribute you had there pulling up his, uh, uh, facts and uh, numbers over his career. It was uh, very well done, Mr. Cross, but we don't want to stay on the negative for too long. So as we will miss you, it is, like everything, time to move on to the next subject, uh, which is COVID, and there's nothing to report. So let's close that right out. Uh, COVID <laughs> has not affected the MLB at all, as Thankfully. Noah states in the uh, script earlier. Baseball's in a bubble. If this is why you listen to the podcast, what are you doing? Uh, there's really nothing going on with COVID right now. Uh, so we don't have to worry about that for the time being. If you're the NFL, on the other hand, uh, get your game together because you didn't learn anything from the MLB. Now, did you? Um, but that, again... That's for another day, Noah. We've got plenty of time to talk about the NFL. We don't have much time left to talk about baseball because mm. the season is coming to a close. It's very sad. It's very, very sad, sir. But hey, it's an exciting postseason so far. So far, so good. It definitely is. But let's kick it off with Miami and the Braves. So as you see, the Braves went up three nothing. Oh, I say as you see when I didn't. I thought I clicked the thing, but I didn't. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> I hadn't clicked the thing yet. Hold on. There we go. There we go. Uh, so in game one, um, that was the only chance the the Marlins had at showing any sort of uh, reason of being in the playoffs. Uh, they actually scored some runs. Uh, so that's just like the Reds. Uh, some there was a real lack of offense coming into uh, this Miami ALDS. Or I'm sorry, NLDS, which was uh, a bit disappointing, Noah. Don't you think mm. they come all this way just to only show up in Game One? I mean, disappointing if if you're a Marlins fan, but I mean, I, this was an easy easy pick here. Who was going to take this series, Tyler? I'm sorry. Well, sure, it's just. I don't know what that's not fun. Where's the base? Where are the baseball guys? They definitely put their hands in the uh, New York and Tampa series. So that's for sure. what, are, what are we doing over here with the Braves in Miami? We're just, ah, screw it. We'll let you get to the second round and then see you later. I mean, um, that's, that's what it looks like to be completely honest. Um, that's, that was enough divine intervention from the baseball gods. They said, you got what you got <laughs> and that's it. Don't ask for more. There you go. That's it. Like <laughs> the baseball guy said, you know what? You made it this far, and you shouldn't have. So, so here you, <laughs> you shouldn't have been here in the first place. That's that's pretty much it. <laughs> Look at we already got this uh, hater in the comments. Let me pull this up here real quick. Tyler, don't worry, Courtney. We'll talk uh, about we'll, the Yankees losing in a little bit. No, that no, no. is really tough. We will get. Don't worry, the we'll Padres losing as well. We will definitely listen. Get you don't have to. T there's nothing you can do to me about the Padres losing. There's not a single thing you can say about me and Padres losing. Did, you you guys are Yankee fans. I'll say you did have a big heart for the Padres this postseason. You can't disagree with that. 
Oh, sure. But I hold absolutely no ill will towards the Dodgers for beating them. Like, come on. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Look, it's okay. I was just, she's angry because I was razzing her. Like I was, I didn't razz you because I know, you know, it, it was a delicate time for you. But it's Courtney so got, got the full brunt of the fire. Well, uh, what is not. this? Uh, yes. Well, hold on. Now. We'll get there. We'll get there. We'll yeah, get okay. There. Yeah. Sorry, Courtney. We'll come back. We'll come back to you. Later. Hold, <laughs> hold the line. Just stay on the line, ma'am. We'll be with you shortly. Oh, um, <laughs> um, where were we going with this, Noah? Oh, yes. The Braves. Um, so, yeah. Past game one, the Marlins were really silent. The Braves had a superior lineup and bullpen that led them to an easy game two and three, excuse me, victory. Travis Darnold would drive in seven runs in those three games. Ozuna, Acuna, and Swanson carried that offense. Kyle Wright and Ian Anderson would have great starts to secure games two and three, and the Braves would go on uh, go to the bullpen 11 times in game and the three games, and it worked to keep the formula hopefully running into the next round of the playoffs. The Braves' bullpen would only give up three runs in the entire series. How about that fact dude that's that's locked down that's it <laughs> listen when you give your ball to the bullpen the ball to the bullpen late in the game uh you know in in a best of five that's what you want you want the bullpen to go out there and say you're done oh thank you we love you too we love you. everyone else watching please join us in the comments we love to hear from you um that that's what you want from your bullpen you want lockdown you want that's it you're not going to score many runs have fun you know like we're here but we're not going to let you get across the plate uh, so that's an impressive stat to only allow three runs the entire series out of the Brisbane bullpen. That's what you want to see. Yeah, yeah, that was super, super exciting. Um, and you know what? Not, it just was It was exciting to see a team do well, but it was just as less exciting to see the Marlins do so poorly. I really didn't watch too much of this because it just fell over. So I would watch the other games that were on or football or racing or tennis or anything else because this was boring, um, mm. even though one team was showing they are that much better. Absolutely. Um, Noah, you want to take us into the next round here? We got the Padres and the Dodgers. Gladly. So in this series of the NLDS, we saw the Padres take on the Dodgers. The Padres, who had a surge this uh, this season and looking like an extremely strong competitor. And, and they were. I mean, the Dodgers did win this series uh, three games, swept them easily, what we would say would be easily. But the Padres right. put, up no, a they put up a fight. They put up a fight. Uh, game one, however, they didn't put a bunch of a fight. Like, no, no. Uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, they, no. The Dodgers won five to one in game number one. And Walker Bueller, as I stated here in the script, is a pitcher of a generation. He has a special arm. I always love watching him work. He is an absolute stud on the mound. And he's very young. I'm pretty sure he's like 24, mm-hmm. uh, if I'm not young. mistaken. Yeah, like, and which is why I said, this man's going to be a pitcher of a generation. I mean, he, he's leading off for the Dodgers. I mean, he's the Dodgers ace right now. I know they have Kurt Clayton Kershaw, but I mean, if you're in a best of five and you're the first pitcher going out there, you're the ace, sir. Like he's actually no 26. He's a year he's older still, than me. That's ridiculous. And this, <laughs> and he pitches like that. I mean, that's yep. um, he's he's an unbelievable person to watch. He definitely carried the Dodgers in Game One there. Uh, game Two would you also go to the Dodgers. This one was a lot closer. The Dodgers only had a one run. Uh, I'm sorry, they only were. Uh, Scored one more run than the Padres. The, the final score was five to six. Uh, Kershaw kept his team in the game, only allowing three runs. As we always say, a starter keeps their team in the game. If they allow three or less. Um, this would be the only game the Dodgers had to fight to win. And that's the truth there is the only one yeah. by one run. 
Uh, game three, the Dodgers would go up 12 to three. This was the absolute decimation. The Dodgers putting an exclamation point on this series saying, we're here, you're not. Like, nice try. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. This was a bullpen game for the Dodgers as they only had uh, Bueller and then Kershaw, but their bullpen, as you saw here, Bueller. really did a good job for them. Dustin May, who was one of the uh, newest additions to the Dodgers uh Penn uh, opened up the bullpen game for game three, which held the Padres offense only allowing three runs to cross the plate. The Dodgers came in as Titans and left, left as the NLW champions in quick fashion. Bueller and Kershaw showed uh, how elite they really are as starting pitchers. Uh, Bellinger, Muncy, Seeger, and Mookie Betts Mook. came, came together and put nine runs across the plate in three games, giving their club an easy three-game sweep. The Dodgers aren't good. As I said here, they are elite. Yeah. It is going to take one hell of a team to give them that a challenge, and we'll get to who I think that team is later. The Dodgers scored 24 runs in the three-game sweep over the Padres. And Tyler, I'm sorry, this was an absolute decimation. Yeah. it, it You know, while they still showed up, um, the Padres, it just wasn't enough against mm. this elite team that is the Dodgers. Um, the Padres, they at least they scored runs in every single game, um, and they made game two close. Uh, game three was, oh boy, it was close for a little bit, and then see you later. They just absolutely took off, which who would have expected any less? Dodgers mm. were the easy pick in day one of the season. They are still the easy pick right now, especially right now uh with the teams that remain in the playoffs um so yeah again uh noah did it pretty well this was a more exciting series but again a wash uh the national league um the braves and the dodgers good luck good <laughs> luck anyone getting past those two right now um they are just absolute powerhouses and i agree what you were saying about about bueller bueller is going to be a generational uh, name our generation will will have his name stuck on it um and i i think he's going to be a dodger for life personally and maybe in his late seasons um he'll be like a uh oh who am i thinking the yankees pitcher who hopped from the pirates to the yankees to the twins to the uh oh gosh pavano no, well, no, because I wouldn't consider him a generational pitcher. Yeah, sorry. I was gonna say, sorry, hometown. I boy. had the two uh, correct, but um, <laughs> uh, it'll come to me at some point later in the show. But you know what I mean. A lot of the pitchers stay with their team. A lot of great pitchers stay with their team their whole career, and then they settle in somewhere somewhere later on when they mm -hmm. can't quite be as good as they are. Absolutely. When they go from being a Chris Sale to like you know some low erod at the end of their career you know oh, um wow <laughs> you've seen erod in the beginning of his career he's only getting You're he's the doing right the opposite right. he's doing he the opposite erod went from Meh, to all right maybe if chris sale leaves we have a new ace um so uh, we don't have to talk about the red sox how did this come up I did I do this? Is it my yes, fault? You, I'm sorry. You did actually. Like, I, I, did, did I didn't mean it. I didn't you know mean it. I would never bring up the Red Sox. If I didn't <laughs> have to. Is this all my fault? I'm sorry, Red Sox. Um, but yes, again, more exciting, but not nearly as exciting as where we are going now. The mm. Astros and the Athletics. Mm. Uh, this series was actually a lot more fun to watch. I know you're making faces because you <laughs> don't love either of these teams. Mm-hmm. 
But I had a great time watching this series because it actually felt like it was more of a contest. Fair. So in game one, the Astros bullpen would stop the bleeding after the fourth inning because for a second there, I was like, oh, my gosh, Oakland is going to take it to Houston. Um, the Astros offense went off the one and four Springer or one through four, excuse me, Springer, Altuve, Brantley, and Bregman would have a combined five RBIs with Correa pushing across four from the six hole. Uh, in game two, that was a five two win for the Astros. Valdez uh, would would spare the bullpen rather in game two, which was needed, allowing two runs through seven innings of the work. The bullpen would then close the door. Springer and Correa would account for four of the five runs scored. Uh, and Maldonado would drive in the fifth run. In game three, this was incredibly exciting. I remember watching this game and being asked if I could go grab something again. And I was like, oh, I, uh, I, I don't know. This one's kind of good. Um, but, of course, I did. Anyways, love you, Mom. Um <laughs> <laughs> in game three, it was a nine to seven win for the athletics. Holy cow. We avoided a three series sweep. We are not seeing another sweep in this series. This game was incredibly fun to watch. There are many big hits in even bigger plays and strikeouts. The athletics pitching would give up seven runs, but their offense won them this game. Chad Pinder would come through big with a three run jack in the seventh, which would tie the game at seven apiece. That felt like one of the postseason moments that we were going to be talking about for years. Mm. But because game four didn't go in their way, it's gone. Yeah. And suddenly it is erased. Um, but Pinder, incredible job. I don't want to take anything away from you. Um, but, you know, that's just how it goes. The the the, the uh, history is written by the victors. So yeah. uh, it's unfortunately going to be forgotten, except for like a little two second clip in MLB's uh, postseason segment that they put on YouTube <laughs> at the end of the season. <laughs> uh, Sean Murphy would hit a sack fly in the eighth, uh, followed by Pinder, who would hit another sack fly to drive in an insurance run. The Athletics Athletics played hard in this one and snuck out with a victory. But in Game Four, unfortunately. Uh, it went 11 and 11 to six in favor of the snooze Stros. More impressive offense from the Astros, unfortunately, and Altuve, Brantley, Tucker, and Correa, who would drive in 11 runs combined. Correa would drive in five on his very own. You know, I made fun of him a little while ago, <laughs> Noah, um, for talking so much crap mm -hmm. and not. I, I said he's not able to back it up, but that was just heat of the moment. Like, I hate this guy. Yep. He's always been able to back it up. He's been one of the only guys on this team this year that has been able to back it up all year. Absolutely. And what I don't like about him, though, is he talks the most trash of anyone on the team. And he was one of the only players who was never in any question for cheating. So I don't understand why he's the one with the big mouth. Yeah, I got you. I mean... I, it just it drives me up a wall. He's, he's I, not gonna, he's not gonna like, not defend your buddies. If you were cheating on my team, Noah, obviously I would be defending you, obviously. Yeah. But I wouldn't be defending you to the end of the world, uh, like calling people idiots for being annoyed. Mm -hmm. I would I would still have your back, but I wouldn't be like, let it go. No, I'm not gonna let it go. You guys didn't get uh you didn't get punished. I'm I just really, really annoying uh to see this team getting to uh move on when a team that's more deserving in my opinion like the Oakland Athletics um has been eliminated 
Mm. Um, but yeah, the athletics pitching staff simply could not keep the runners from crossing the plate. They would give up seven runs in the first three innings. Uh, and it was really not going well. And Noah, Noah put a note here. It says, if you haven't put it together, that's a bit more than what Tyler and Noah would say is the three runs to keep your team in it. <laughs> <laughs> a bit of a uh, fun note there in the script from Noah. Um, athletics bullpen uh, wouldn't do them any favors, giving up four runs late in that game. Uh, Semyon, Listella, and Loriano would put up a fight for the A's, driving in uh, six runs, but it wouldn't matter, and the pitching fell apart. Um, Eddie Uba and I were texting through that whole game. Eddie is one of our uh, listeners who was commenting in last week, and, oh, I was I was amping him up. I was like, ah, we're going to do it. Let's go. <laughs> and then you gave that texting for about an so hour. So much false hope. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, unfortunately, the Astros haven't stopped beating the hell out of these teams. They are just playoff monsters. When they get to the playoffs, they are some one of the hardest teams to beat because now, especially this year, um, they feel like they need to prove themselves um, because they are being told, oh, you can't win without it's they have a Tom Brady complex. The uh, you can't win without cheating. Um, so now they have to go and prove it just like Tom Brady did. Um, so hopefully that's not the case, uh, for these guys, uh, cause it's the last thing anyone baseball, except for Astros fans wants Absolutely. is an Astros COVID cup. Uh, so let's keep that from happening. Please. If you don't mind Tampa Bay Rays, but before we go there, Noah, I, there's a note here. Um, that you want to, you want to get, you want to lead off. So yes, if you don't, um, mind, I would please like to, wait uh, before, before you lead off, let me just, if, can we just answer this? Uh, a few questions from our, our viewers here. Let me get rid of this uh, graphic really quick. Um, Courtney wants to know, will we ever see a guardy party again in Oof. New York? Oof. Yes. I think he gets a, he's going to go year to year from now on. He's never going to get a big contract. He's going to get a one-year, $5 million contract, and he's going to fill in and left. That's Gardy's contract. You know, it's a tough question because the Yankees have a lot of outfield depth. I mean, you got Frazier now. You got Stanton now. You got uh, Hicks who could play left. Judge could play a trade, though. There's a trade coming, um, and you're going well, to lose one of them. You got Talkman who could play left. So there's a lot of pieces that you have to plug in over sure. there. I mean, and Talkman's the lefty that you, yeah, you could have to really fill in for that lefty spot that Gardner would have in the lineup if you really wanted him to be there. I still think Gardner will have one. This is it, though. Like This is it. Gardner it gets the one year? more year in pinstripes, and I'm pre- I think he'll retire. I know he. I don't think Gardner wants to go to another team. He, well, no, he not that. a chance. He retires a Yankee. The same thing with Pedroia. The doodle will retire before they trade him Absolutely. or he somewhere else. Uh, so if the Yankees don't sign Gardner, I can't really say like, oh, what the hell? Because I mean, right? You know, it's. I mean, I love Gardner. Don't get me wrong. I just can't say, oh, that's a bad move because it's. It's not. They have a lot of depth in their outfield. So you completely outlined all of the reasons as to why he could stay or go. But what do you think? I I, I think he'll have one more year, and that's it. Okay, cool. And then one more from Mister Rich Bradcha. He says they shouldn't be allowed there. I assume focusing in on the Houston Astros. No, I think he's um, talking about the athletics, so that, how bad they were. Or I'm not sure. Which... I don't know about that. I think he means Houston having a 27 and 29 record uh, should not be allowed oh, in the playoffs. 
Uh, and he, like me, is a big uh, Houston hater. Uh, so, Rich, yeah. we agree with you. Houston should be, or at least I do, uh, Houston should not be anywhere close to the playoffs. But here we are, and we got to <laughs> deal with it all over again. So, Noah, please, I'm sorry I interrupted you. Take no it away. Worries. So, obviously, everyone knows I'm a Yankees fan. Watching this series, I have to say, um, I, don't, I, I don't know why. This, this loss hurt a lot more than years prior. Like, Last year was tough to see the Astros beat the Yankees again. The year before that, the Red Sox beat the, beat the Yankees. Who you know, people say is the most heated rival in the shut your mouth. Is the most heated <laughs> rival. Keep it that way. Is the most heated rival in the game in the likes of the Red Sox. They beat us in the postseason. It hurt, but it wasn't that bad. The year before that, we lost to the Astros, and I was actually able to go to one of those ALCS games, number four, where the Yankees started to mount their comeback against the Astros. And again, it didn't hurt that bad. This year just feels different. I mean, like I said, I was disappointed in 2017, 18, and 19. Uh, this year, I just feel defeated as a Yankees fan. Wow. I did that the great graphic there. Noah cried for 24 hours for our, for our uh, listeners on a, uh, who know who don't have any visuals. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> the Yankees, yeah. per usual, had a great regular season. Now, you know, they went on a tear during the 60-game season. It would fall apart towards the end, but they still made it to the postseason. It's disappointing. Yet again, to see your team, you know, who you pour so much emotion into, let you down again. Just before the postseason started, the Yankees organized and had a few important owns. I mean, uh, it was just a lot of things that I, I couldn't let go. You know, like who was going to pitch in the 3-4 or 5 hole with Sevy and Paxton on the IL? You know, you have Montgomery, you have Devi, you have Hap. Like, who's going to get that role in a playoff game? And the biggest unknown to me was who was Boone going to give the, the catching call to? Um, you know, you had Kyle Higashioka and Gary Sanchez there, and these are unknowns that, uh, to me as a fan, I don't want to have to hear or talk about. It's like we're we're this far into the season, we should know what our plan is. We don't need to be moving things around and trying to figure things out this late because this is what happens. You lose. Uh, this is not the part of the season to be figuring things out. Uh, the team should be going out there and just simply playing baseball. Like they should. This is what this is our lineup. This is who plays. This is what we're doing. Let's do it. Obviously, injuries had a part in that, but still, with you know the catching miss, the catching confusion as to who's going to catch the game, that just doesn't really put a good mindset into anybody. Um, uh, but leading into us diving into this, I am not going to sit here and talk about how bad the Yankees played because they didn't in two of those games. Uh, I'm going to praise the Rays for a series very well played because they simply deserve it and they played some damn good baseball. Well said, Noah. They did. They absolutely played great baseball. And uh, as you all can see from uh, if you've been with us since episode one, one of my my pick to win the World Series is in and yours is out. But at least you still have one that uh, you said will be there in the Dodgers. Mm. Um, so both of us have one uh, World Series contender eliminated, uh, but I am the only one whose winner is still alive. And in Tampa Bay, but Noah, since you are a Yankee fan, uh, I will let you take the reins on this five game series. Well, thank you very much, sir. You are too kind. Uh, Yankees versus Rays, and this series would be the only one where we would have a do or die game number five in the division series all across baseball. The Rays would go up two, I'm sorry, three to two over the Yankees. 
Game one, the Yankees would take nine to three, and the Yankees were in Yankee form, as it's dubbed here in the script. Cole on the mound would give up three, keeping his team in the fight. If the Yankees did not have Giancarlo Stanton, they would have been in trouble, but they did. So, I mean, he would steal the, he would seal the deal in game one with a grand slam in the top of the ninth. Yes, bye-bye Yankees. You are correct there, sir. <laughs> Judge Hicks and uh, Kyle Higashioka would join the RBI fray, pushing across another four runs. In game two, the Rays would go up seven to five. The Rays offense and lights out bullpen would carry them through this, this game. Austin Meadows, Rosarena, Margot, Kiermaier, and Zunino would get into the RBI action. Glass now had a good start. LeMayhew and Stan would be the only ones to push across runs in the Yanks losing effort. The dumbest bait and switch I've certainly ever seen um, was when they decided to put Debbie Garcia into the game to start game number two. We were all happy about it, excited. As a Yankee fan, I was excited. You know, I work in the middle school. A lot of the students and I talk baseball all the time. They're big Yankee fans, and they were excited for Devi, ready to see what he could do. Davey, excuse me. And then they bait and switched and put in J.A. Happ, the king of the three-run home run. And by that, I mean he gives them up all the time. Tyler, can we pause for a minute and just can you talk to me? What, what do you think of the Yankees doing this? And we've seen managers do this before where they put in a righty, switch with a lefty, or vice versa. What do you think of them doing it with Devi Garcia? Because normally when you see this, I can give you an example. The, the Brewers did this last year, and they they uh, took out a pitcher, and they put in a pitcher. Hello, nice to see you, Megan. They took <laughs> out a picture, and they put in one, who Brendan Williams, who we say would be much better. And we were like, oh, look what you did. Good. They, I think they put in Wade Miley, took him out, put in Brendan Williams immediately, yep. right? I remember us being, we were watching that live. Yes. We're like, um, he's easily hurt. No, no. Okay. It was just Craig Council being like, oh, look at, look what I can do. Got you. And that, did that one work? I, I can't remember if that one worked or not. No, we were just confused. Yeah. It really, it didn't alter the game in any way. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this one, obviously, I mean, we can't say Debbie would have pitched better. He didn't look bad sure. in the first inning. I mean, he gave up one run. So, no. you know what? No. Yes, we could have. No. Uh, based no, based on how the game turned out. Yes, with J.A. Happ on the mound. We do not know what Debbie could have done, is what I'm saying. We don't know for sure, but are you going to tell me that it was a good move? Oh, absolutely. I know not. you were asking me. Um, that was yes. that was literally the question you pitched <laughs> towards me, uh, and, and absolutely not. Um, I've watched a lot of Yankee content over the last three days, uh, last two, three days, um, in between when this happened, and the number one criticism is Aaron Boone uh, and his decision to take to make that pitching change. Um, you guys should be headed to the ALCS. And I fully accredit that the loss to Aaron Boone. There shouldn't have even been a game five. Uh, this should have this should have been over in four. Uh, and it wasn't because of Aaron Boone. Um, I think Aaron Boone is an incredible coach. Um, he's got you guys in three incredible seasons, two or th three now, right? Yeah, three. Three incredible seasons, um, two of which 100 win seasons. Uh, wow, that is some incredible managing. But in the Yankees territory, it's World Series or bust. And unfortunately, um, managers have found that out the hard way in New York. This, honestly, as crazy as this, this statement's going to sound, Noah, bear with me for a second, is the most losing New York Yankee squad ever, ever. 
They have not won a championship since 2001. Mm-hmm. That has never, or 2009, excuse me. 2009, yeah. Uh, yeah, right. 2009. So that is now 11 years, and they've never done the, uh, they've never lost between 10 years until last year. Um, so I don't know, man. Uh, and in short, bad idea. Absolutely. And it's there was another questionable boon. Uh, we don't know whose decision it was in terms of this this uh, pinch hit, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Oh game. Lord, yeah. We'll, we'll, well, I want to get yours on that as well. Uh, but back to game two. Uh, besides Stanton and Lemayhu, the Rays pitching staff would silence the so-called bombers, and they weren't bombing too much in this game, folks. <laughs> um, in game number three, the Rays would win this one eight to four, and I put an LOL after this one because that's what it was. Uh, you know, it was a joke to kind of see the Yankees perform in this game. This is, I think, the game that was the tipping point, if you ask me, to be honest. Uh, Charlie freaking Morton, as I dubbed him, would pitch five innings of one-run ball. Tanaka would give up five runs through just the first four innings. He did not keep his team in the game whatsoever. Chad Green would come in from the bullpen and give up a two-run home run, and thus giving the Rays a sizable lead early on. The Rays' offense would go uh, would, would again go off. Kiermaier and Perez would hit uh, eight and nine, uh, and they would drive in six runs from the bottom of the order. The Rays' bullpen, led by Diego Castillo, would dominate the Yankees, and Diego Castillo is a special, special pitcher. I mean, that he's he's freaking good. There's no yeah. way to put it. No way to put it. Uh, game number four, the Yankees would take as they usually do in their in their formula, and we'll get I'll get to that later. Uh, and they would win this one five to one. Jordan Montgomery would give the Yankees a solid four innings of one-run ball. The bullpen would pick up where he left off and silence the hot bats of the race. Stanton, LeMahieu, Voigt, Gardner, Glaber, and Higashioka would come through with big RBIs. And Glaber would hit a two-run booming home run in the sixth to cement the Yankees' lead. This was a fun game to watch as a Yankees fan because they won. Like, you know, I mean, you know, why not? <laughs> I thought it was over. I thought the Rays were done for in game five after this game. Uh, yeah, I mean, seeing what they were able to do, uh, you know, they silenced their bats. They kind of it looks like they had them figured out. Uh, but game five, oh my gosh, what a freaking baseball game! This is postseason uh, baseball at its best. Dude, you said it. I mean, you could not get two more teams that are honestly in this game. They were even. They were both elite, and they both killed each other because the, the final score was two to one. I mean, it was just an unbelievable pitching duel. It was amazing. Um, and uh, there's just one picture that I have to uh, compliment this game. And it's this, Noah. Feel free to uh, have <laughs> yeah. comments. Yep. Yeah. Ah, absolutely. You are correct. Two straight years for Aroldis Chapman. You are correct. Just smiling as a baseball flies over his head late in the game, costing them a championship. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the best way I can describe how this series ended. Absolutely. Big mistakes. Absolutely. Uh, back to the coverage of game five. Both teams are evenly matched from a pitching standpoint in game number five. Garrett Cole would put the team on his back in three with three days rest and go five innings of one run ball. And Tyler Glass now on two days rest would do the same and pitch two innings of zero run ball. There are many great plays. Uh, um, Gardner robbed a, a home run, which for Brett Gardner in left field is kind of amazing. I think that my favorite thing I saw from that was on Reddit as a video of Gardner robbing it and, and the caption was does Gardner really just do that and like, yes <laughs> yes he did that's why he's gonna get a contract yeah well there you go right uh the the, uh, the Rays and Yankees bullpens would escape many big jams they were both on their a game 
And then the moment of the night here where Mike uh, Brousseau would hit a solo shot off of Aroldis Chapman, who was asked to go uh, roughly 40 pitches uh, for two and a third innings. After the game, Brousseau would be asked if the homer was hit out of redemption. His answer was a classy answer as a baseball player. You know, I mean, let's put it this way, Tyler. If Carlos Correa was asked that question, you know what his answer would be. Oh, However, hell yeah. There you go. But Mike Brousseau, <laughs> in a true professional form, said, no revenge. We put that in the past. We came here to win a series, and that's what we do. And I put all around class-filled baseball. You can't listen. That that was his quote. Those were his words, right? Oh, you yeah, know? yeah. You can say whatever you want. Uh, in this I game. Find it. I just had some head scratching decisions by the Yankees, and uh, this is the one I want to get uh, get your opinion on, uh, Tyler. When the Yankee, mm-hmm. I don't know if it was Boone or whoever else, decided that pinch hitting Mike Ford, oh my God, would be a good idea. Now I don't know if anyone here's a fan of John Boy, which it should be because he's awesome, big Yankees fan, and he was doing a reaction. He was watching the game and he was filming his reaction with his buddy uh, on their show, watching Yanks. And he had a great reaction. Like it was almost like a jump scare from what he described it, where he's <laughs> they, they cut to Ford in, in the box and he he was like, What? And he was just shocked. And I, I had the same reaction, like, this is this is what we're doing. Like, what's yep. your what's your reaction to that, Tyler? Are you kidding me? Like, I, how in the world all season, Noah, all season I have crapped on the head of Gary Sanchez. All season. And I've said Kyle Gashioka. Higgy should be your catcher right now. He has been absolutely incredible this postseason. And you take him out for a guy like Ford? Come on. Really? I don't care what kind of chess game you were trying to make. That was insane. What a horrible, horrible call. And uh, if you had someone like Stanton sitting on the bench, that would have been a call where I'd be like, okay, you know what? We need to win this game. It's late. Mm-hmm. Let's let's put someone in who has who is definitely going to hit a home run or at least get on to like second or third. Because as one of our viewers here, Courtney, is asking who's going to hit the most home runs, I could say who was going to hit the most home runs, and it's Giancarlo Stanton. So if he was on the bench, I would have put him in. Uh, Mike Ford is definitely not that person. So... I get it. The matchup with the pit. Come on. This is the Rays. They're not some little preschool team that you can do these little chess moves against that they're going to not be able to adjust. It's not going to happen. They're going to know what they're doing. Aaron Boone, you better be careful and choose your words wisely this offseason because you might be uh, on your way to Cleveland uh, to be a bench coach because that's where uh, good players go to die. Uh, so just, just watch yourself. <laughs> oh gosh. So to, to sum this series up, the Yankees would follow the recipe of winning game one of a, of a playoff series as they usually do, Always the do. that they followed last year and the year before. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they would also follow the recipe of losing games two and three. Thankfully they would follow the recipe of sneaking out a win in game number four. And unfortunately, that would go back to their recipe of not being able to get the job done. And that's literally been the the tempo that the Yankees follow. Mm -hmm. Like it's the same. It is in Noah. It is insane, but I just, I got to bring something up really quick. You and I weren't watching together, but we kind of were watching game five because we were texting the whole time. 
Um, and I just want to bring up our texting conversation <laughs> because I texted you at 10 15. Yes, you did. When Brasso hit the plate saying, dude, Brasso wants to go deep so bad. And I was just, you could feel it in the at bat. I believe the announcers even said, man, wouldn't this be mm -hmm. a absolute moment? And that at bat lasted a while. They had, he had the one he ripped down the left field line. He ripped one down the right field line. He ripped one way up above himself over uh, the backstop. And I'm like, you're going to stop throwing him fastballs because he's on it. And if you throw him one more, he's going to absolutely boom. And then it was gone. And uh, I, I texted you a series of about eight texts where I go, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Then I sent laughing, a uh, laughing text. I said, I didn't mean it. And then about five minutes pass, I go, Noah, Noah, Noah. And then you sent me a bunch of crying emojis. Um, yes. So. <laughs> yes, correct. That is, that oh, God, there's nothing better. And that this is when I afterwards told you I'm the prediction God, um, because this season I've just been like, you know what? Home run. And then it happens. Um, so that was probably my best ever because it happened in a postseason moment. Um, mm -hmm. And it was just so clean that when that was off the bat, that was just like the Rafael Devers home run off of Chapman just ripped. Just I think that ball was in the air for maybe three seconds. Yep. Um, because you hit it so hard well when you throw a ball at 102 miles per hour if i just threw the bat out there i got a chance of hitting it out of the park um so you gotta be careful this kid was absolutely looking to hit a home run as revenge for getting thrown at his head i don't care what you say brasso that was revenge not a chance in hell if you can be the one to d-head the yankees by going after the second maybe third greatest closer in yankee history uh yeah absolutely um so yeah i just wanted to bring that little tidbit up there for you know yes absolutely and that would lead right into the wrap-up of this game it would be the the rays would decimate in games two and three and best the yankees in game five they simply had a more reliable rotation and offense and obviously a better overall team uh they the yankees followed the same exact pattern as the year before and the year before that so here we are and that leads me into the second half of my monologue here as a Yankee oh that's fan. right sorry let me take this off the screen yes yes thank you sir uh you know this like i said this was an extremely emotional series as not only a baseball fan but even more emotional as a yankee fan uh to, to be completely frank i didn't have too much fun watching game number five i mean i was just kind of hanging on every pitch i watched every pitch i was glued to the tv uh, but I didn't really didn't enjoy uh, myself at all. It was a stellar baseball game, absolutely. Uh, I just still couldn't get into it as as the Yankees fan that I am because the emotions were just too rampant at the time. Uh, I've enjoyed watching Yankee the, the Yankees be blown out uh, more than this game, to be completely honest. I mean, I've watched some decimation of Yankees games. I've been to games in person where the Yankees have blow, blown it late, and I've enjoyed myself at least. But this game, I just couldn't hang on. As I said before, I don't know why. It just felt like a different loss as a Yankees fan. Uh, they absolutely fell apart as an offense. I mean, they left six on base in game two, seven on base in game three, and five on base uh, in game five for a total of 17 left on base in the three games that they lost. 
They were two for eight in game number two, one for three in game number three, and 0 for one in game five with runners in scoring position. Like I said, they just could not get the job done. They couldn't get those runners in, not including Stanton, the Yankees, uh, one through five, which consisted of LeMahieu, Judge, Hicks, Voigt, and then Stanton. As I said, not including him, those four only drove in nine runs in the five games, and they would have drove in 19 with Giancarlo Stanton. That's how much of that, that's how important that guy is to have on our organization. Just to give a, an example here, the Astros, one through five, drove in 14 runs in four games. The Dodgers drove in 12 in three games, and the Rays drove in 13 in five games. So definitely inferior to the Yankees, minus Giancarlo Stanton there. So it's very important that we have him, obviously. It is clear uh, who had the superior lineup. The Tampa Bay Rays had a one through three. The Yankees simply did not have that. They were down Paxton and Seve. Would it have been different with them? Who knows? They're two elite guys. They're two guys who can definitely go out there and win big games. Would they have been able to do it this year? You can't say, but you can definitely say that the Yankees probably could have used uh, more reliable arms than what we had to scrape together in this postseason. I don't even have to go into the bottom of the order here. The bottom of the Yankees lineup just couldn't get the job done. I mean, Labor had one big home run, sure. Uh, Urshela had a big home run in the wild card, sure. But in this division series, they were pretty much silent. This is yet another season of great Yankees baseball with an abysmal end to the season. Uh, I honestly can't blame Chapman too, too much for that home run. You know, it was one home run. He was out there asking to get, uh, they asked him to get seven outs. You know, they wanted him to go 40 pitches, whichever came first, and it just happened. I can't really compare it to the last year's home run because that was the Astros, and we knew what they were up to. Uh, he was just bested by uh, Brusso, who had an amazing at-bat to put that ball over the wall. Cole definitely did his job. Uh, the lineup let him down, to, to say the least, especially in game number five. Garrett Cole went out there, put the team on his back, and did exactly what we asked him to do, and that was keep us in the game. The Yankees could not deliver. They could not help Garrett Cole out and get him get him any runs. Uh, this one hurts so, so much, as I said before, and I think the biggest question that a lot of Yankees fans are asking is, where do we go from here? You know, it is a clear formula that the Yankees are using. Uh, does not really work in the postseason. I mean, three years in a row with the same team and then a decade of disappointments in the postseason, now a decade and a year of 11 years in a row of the Yankees not being able to make it to the World Series. The formula they're using seems to be a little inconsistent in the postseason. So we'll see where they go from there. What can the Yankees uh, get can the Yankees get the starting rotation to be a, a efficient past Garrett Cole? As I said, there's, there was a few holes there with uh, Severino down and Paxton down. Um, obviously, we have Tanaka still. He wasn't able to really help us out in game number three. So past Garrett Cole, it still seems that we have a lot of issues in that pitching rotation that still need to be addressed. What do the Yankees need to do to boost their postseason offense? We see them all throughout the year tear it up when it comes. I mean, they had the leader in MLB home runs in the likes of Luke Voigt, who couldn't do anything in this series except for put one homer, homer over the wall. What can they do to keep the efficiency that they have in the postseason? Uh, I'm sorry, the efficiency that they have in the regular season in the postseason. And to be completely frank here, Michael K said it best, where the Yankees have a lot to be proud of. But we also still have a lot to work on. And I love this team. I love my Yankees. I will never not be a fan. Uh, this this team, uh, you know, they let Garrett Cole down, to be completely honest. But worse off, they let the fans down for the 11th year in a row. And that is the monologue from the heart of a Yankee fan.
And can I just say to the Astros fans who are telling Yankees fans, um, like, you're welcome for giving you Garrett Cole, like, oh, good job. He did so great for you in the playoffs. Not a single moment of blame is to be spent on Garrett Cole. Not even close. Because Garrett Cole did his job. The Yankees offense did not show up in game five, but neither did the Rays offense. That Mm -hmm. was just a pitcher's Mm -hmm. duel. um, And both of the starters showed their cards and Joe unfortunately is not producing for us today but I was also texting him during the game and I talked to him and I said this is going to cost them when when they kept Aroldis Chapman and as long as they did I was like this is it and he goes no he's fine I go no I feel it I can mm-hmm. I'm on a roll Joe I can feel it coming um and yeah there the Yankees played a hell of a season congratulations New York Yankees you were the easy front run pick before the season started um, but injuries and loss of pitching uh, definitely caused you guys to fall just a little bit short. So from a Red Sox fan, congratulations on a great run. And I can't wait to kick your ass in 2021. We will see you next year. But for now, come meet us on a uh, whole nine. We're about halfway through. So we'll see you on the golf course. <laughs> Let's take a look. Moving on, Noah, to the championship series. We had a question earlier from Courtney asking us who our picks are going to be moving on in the playoff run here. So I have a little bit of a graphic that Joe pulled up for us earlier. We're moving on to the NLCS. We have the Dodgers mm. versus the Braves. Mm, look at um, the look at the people on this right now. <laughs> Just oh, can dude. you believe it? Talk about elite baseball. This is going to be fun. Uh, I am very much looking forward to this one. Game one is going to be on FS1 or Fox at 808. Uh, that is Monday, I believe. Yes. Um, so the other game starts tonight in about 45 minutes. So mm-hmm. um, we will be seeing that very shortly. But I am going to take the Dodgers. I mean, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I take the Dodgers in seven. I think this all the way, and I think they're going. I think there's going to be some high-scoring games, um, but I think the I'll say in seven. I'm not going to pick any scores except for game seven, and I say in game seven the final score is eight to seven on a walk-off by or at least ninth inning win from the Dodgers. I think they'll be the home team, correct? They were the the winningest team in baseball. Uh Yeah, so walk-off. Bat off the bat. You want me to do real? Get real bold. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Walk off off the bat of Mookie Betts. Oh, oh, that's just sweet victory. Right there. <laughs> Wouldn't that be tasty? I'd love. What are you that. thinking? You agreeing with me? Oh, dude, I'm gonna go with the Dodgers. One billion percent. They are the juggernaut team in this playoff. Uh, as I said before, there's one team who I think could could maybe take it to the Dodgers. And that yeah. team is the Rays. Yeah. All day, every day, twice on Sunday. That would be one hell of a World (laughs) Series, Dodgers versus the Rays. Uh, But we will see. Uh, You know, I'm excited for the Dodgers. I don't think it'll go seven games. I honestly think it'll go five. Uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. Disrespectful. The Braves just beat the Marlins, bro. Let's be completely honest here. Fair enough, but they swept the floor with them. You know, it wasn't like it was close. It was the Marlins. So they made the playoffs. You're acting like they're not they a made playoff the extent extended playoffs, sir. And the, all right. Do I have to? Do we have the stand, any baseball standings from the last day of the season? 
Uh, I don't think I have a picture of it. No, I got them right here. Give me 10 okay. seconds. Okay. You got it. The Miami. Okay. Let's. All right. I'll, I'll, oh, I'll give you this. That's weird. They were, you the, there were 31 and 29. The, 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 oh, the Braves here. I'm sorry. The Braves were 35 and 25. Oh, only four games they better. beat that team. The Dodgers are 43 and 17. Surprise, surprise. Dude, they are going to. I'm sorry. I, and I'm going to be honest. The Braves are a good team. I love them. I, I thought they were going to go to the World Series last year, and they didn't. All right. Especially if, I mean, because uh, when they fell apart facing the Cardinals. Yeah, but you're and making I hate it sound like the team. Dodgers are going to tear them to shreds. That, and I, I'm telling you this, I, I honestly think that the Braves are going to fall apart again. Oh my God! That's what I'm bold going with. predictions from Noah. Yep. You you want to bold predict and walk offs, Mookie bets, all that? I'm going to bold predict the Braves are going to fall apart in the NLCS and they're going to lose the Dodgers in four. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, in five. In five, yeah. You said five, yeah. Um, all right, it's fair. I, I get how that could happen, but Noah, come on, let's have some fun <laughs> and stop with these short series. I want seven games. That one's going to be short. Astros versus Rays, Petco Park, game one tonight in uh, an hour and eight minutes. Uh, so we will be watching that live for sure. Um, on TBS. It TBS. is going to be on TBS. Yes, excuse me if I didn't say that. My bad. Um, it is going to be a lot of fun. We've got the Houston Astros, the red hot Houston Astros versus Tampa, who's coming off of a hard fought tooth and nail victory over the Bronx Bombers. Mm. This is going to be so fun. I think this also goes seven games. We're going to have an absolute showdown at Petco Park. That is a home run stadium, and there are going to be a lot in this series. I am taking Tampa Bay in seven. Mm. I'll be honest. If, this, if any series was going to go seven, it would definitely be this one. These are two teams that, I mean, the Astros, not a lot of people would say were amazing this year, but they're still the Houston Astros. They still looked I mean, good. They just happened yeah. to lose. They I hate that. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like the Detroit Lions. The Detroit Lions are a good team that just blows games late. They This is what happened to Houston this year. And Granted, their batting wasn't as good as it was when they were wearing monitors and listening to trash cans, <laughs> um, but they still played well. Absolutely. Um, they just happened to lose a lot of games, more games than they won, which is why they shouldn't be in the playoffs. But we already talked about that. Um, so yeah. Let's, uh, what, do, what do you think? Uh, for the sake of uh, competition, I'm going to have to, unfortunately, go with the Houston Astros. Oh, in boy. In seven. Uh, I honestly think that they're going to best the Rays. I think that they are, uh, they're built for this spot. I mean, they've done it before, unfortunately. They did it last year, unfortunately. I just think they're that team. And I, and I honestly really think we were sleeping on them and sleeping on them hard. Uh, and that's the fact. I mean, unfortunately, again, I think that the Astros are going to make it to another freaking World Series. I'm disappointed with you. You get the trash can again. <laughs> again for the sake of i mean we couldn't agree on everything i, I so I'll, I'll, <laughs> all right i'll go with it take a better, so you're using my this. my preseason excuse right yeah. now for your postseason excuse all sure. right that's fair enough i'll be completely honest though as a, as a baseball fan it would be easy to say oh i hope the astros lose because of the astros or as a yankees fan it'd be easy to say i hope the rays lose because they just beat the yankees this this series this American League series, I, I honestly don't care who wins. I'm sorry. 
What are I, you talking I, seriously, about? Are you just I, checked out? Is that why? Oh, yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying checked out because I'm pumped to see the Dodgers beat the Braves. Like I really, I want. I'm, I'm ready with the Dodgers now. Let's do it. They're, they're my guys. They deserve it. Oh, especially they got, they got robbed uh, in 20, you know, in 2017 oh, by the Astros. So I, I'm all for the Dodgers now. That's what I'm going with. But to be completely honest, I'm sorry. I just the Astros Rays. I don't care. Ugh. I'm sorry. That's, I'm gonna watch it. Obviously, it's gonna be more fun. That series. Well, I agree. Gonna I'm gonna watch it. Fun. I'm gonna watch it for the sole interest of baseball. But in terms of the teams that are in that spot, it could have been anybody. If it's there's good baseball, some, there's emotion it. in that. And the only reason I would want Houston to move on is if, if they move on, the baseball gods are real. And it is so that the Dodgers can just destroy them in four. Mm-hmm. That is the only reason that the baseball gods may allow Houston to get through uh, Tampa Bay. But for the sake of my ego, <laughs> let's go. Raise. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, thank you, everybody, so much for joining us for episode 13. Yes, you heard me right. Episode 13 of Baseball with the Bard. Uh, we appreciate Clovercrest for letting us put this show on for this incredible season. Uh, we have a few more episodes before the end of the uh, actually, it might just be one, depending on uh, no, two. It'll be two, yep. depending on how long these uh, uh, ALCS, NLCS, and COVID Cup go. Um, but and we will talk about our future as those episodes come to an end. Um, but let me just give you a quick word on our uh, Clovercrest Media. If you love podcasts, visit clovercrestmedia.com for a wide selection of great shows covering sports, business, relationships, pops, pop culture, politics, and true crime. We even have some ghost podcasts now, Noah. Brand new coming. We'll talk more about on the next podcast. We're getting a commercial for it. There are now 30 shows plus on the CMG network. And if you don't find one you like, why not just start your own? We can help you launch your own podcast for as little as $15 a month. Clovercrestmedia.com is the website and make sure you check it out and tell your friends about it. You can visit Clovercrestmedia.com and click on the link for the latest on your CMG sports podcast, as well as the blogs, videos, and latest info. Once again, thank you everyone for listening into Baseball with the Bard. My name is Tyler Bard, and that is my best friend, Noah Cross. We will see you all next time. Baseball with the bar.